0: Welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Let me tell you about my Food Freedom Self-Paced Program. It's the program that can help you begin to get free from food obsession and emotional eating. Uh, it's a self-paced ebook and it's for anybody who's ever tried if you if you're one of those people who's tried to get it together with food over and over, only to constantly be starting over, whether it's, you know, Monday or the first uh, you know, or the new year, you're continually struggling for that consistency and commitment. Um and, and always having to start over, if you um have ever described yourself as an emotional eater or eaten in secret or lied about what you have or haven't eaten, um, if you eat when you're not hungry or you eat past full, if you are unable to stick to any plan or goal that you that you set if you use food as a reward or you eat something to please somebody else because you feel you can't say no, Um, if you're always looking for like the magic pill or the next best thing, you're always dieting, your weight's either on the way up or on the way down, you're just obsessed with food and you think about it all the time, Um, you're always looking for new recipes, you just have that like obsession with food. And if you struggle with Health issues because of your your the way that you eat or your weight, um, and you're obsessed with you know food and the scale and macros and you know recipe hunting. Then this is is the program for you. I teach you how to finally start overcoming your obsession with food and take control back from that voice of sabotage, and. You know, you gotta believe that you can change your relationship with food for good. So, in this program, it's a sixty day. It's minimum sixty days, but you can take longer. Um, you know, move. You can move through it at your your own pace. Um, I suggest not taking too long. Um, like try not to go more than a few days. You know, between doing lessons, but in this program, I cover. Th- All the steps to overcoming the voice of sabotage, how to discover and fill your real needs, how to overcome those danger zones and triggers, um, rewiring your brain, you're setting a new mindset. We talk about the importance of nutrition. I give you best practices um, you'll learn tools, practical tools that you can use in everyday situations. You'll learn how to manage your circle of influence, deal with your family and, and friends and naysayers and all that. It contains um, all of that and more. Uh, there's so much information in it. So if that sounds like something you need, go to the show notes. The link is there. You can um, get it and you know download it and start it the same day um, if you want to. But you have nothing to lose by giving it a try, so check the show notes below to grab that link. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 37, and I am your host, Coach Mary Roberts. Today, I want to talk about nutrition again. Um, we're just revisiting that nutrition discussion because I see so many people still struggling with it, um, clients in my groups, uh People, members of in, in the Facebook groups, people on Instagram, you know, that send me messages. The, the nutrition conversation is just, it, it needs to, to be um, had again. There are so many people making things unnecessarily harder on themselves because they're either not understanding the importance of nutrition or they're still focused on food every day is their number one priority, rather than food sobriety and pursuing food sobriety. Um, I'm going to be somewhat controversial with this, which is probably no surprise. Um, and, and I, as usual, have an unpopular opinion. Um, there's plenty of other eating disorder experts that would probably like to, you know, tar and feather me over what I'm going to say. But Those of you that listen to me on on the regular know that I don't mince words. I'm pretty direct, not someone who sugarcoats things. So that being said, let's go. When you insist on eating things because they are, you know, allowed, they're, you know, they're they're real food, they're on the, uh, you know, the food list. There's all those, there's a million like food lists for keto, carnivore, ketovore, real food, low carb, like, right, there's food lists out there. When you insist on eating things because they are allowed and because, you know, and that you're not recognizing when they may not be ideal food choices for you, number one for your food sobriety and number two, your metabolic health, you're setting yourself up for hardship by eating things that don't serve you well because you don't want to give them up. That's an important point. A lot of people are eating things they're they're looking for foods that are as close to their drugs foods as they can get and they're doing it with the knowledge that it's they're allowed, it's on the food list. Um and and instead of asking the question, you know, is this beneficial to me to make a food eating decision, they're just, you know, justified, "Oh, okay, I can have this, you know, kind of hyper palatable tasting sweet thing because everything in it is is real food. So there's so much confusion around nutrition and people are so disordered with food that they have trouble recognizing what is nutrient dense or not. And they have trouble accepting that there's foods that don't serve them well. So when I talk about food and nutrition and what's healthy for humans, it's not a diet culture conversation. We all have to eat and discussing what's healthy or not is not diet culture, diet conversation in the regular sense. When you want to get well, there's some discussions that you're just going to have to have. This is one of them. Those of us in recovery are not on a diet, but we still have to be mindful about what we put into our bodies because if we make the wrong choices, we make food sobriety being a sustainable thing it really hard to do. We have to get informed about what is optimal for the human body and we need to stop making excuses for the things we eat with statements like, everybody's different. Because while that is true on a certain level, it's not true in the big picture, in the grand design. We all have the same bodily systems. Everybody has a brain, a heart, a liver, etc. We all exist in the same basic form. Now, we all have our own preferences And we all have different types of damage that we've done to our bodies, you know, in some way that makes eating certain things more difficult or more easy, depending on the circumstance. But we are not all different. There are very basic nutritional guidelines that every human can basically follow. It's a fact that we need protein. It's a fact that we need fat. We cannot live and exist as humans without those two things. That's not a diet conversation. That's not controversial. It shouldn't be anyway. Those macronutrients, fat and protein, should be prioritized at the very least because we need them to exist. So in the context of battling our eating disorder, they should be prioritized because one, they provide nutrition to nutritionally deficient bodies, whether anorexic or obese. I mean, those of us with Ed ha- have some sort of, you know, we're nutrient deficient. An obese body does not mean an abundance of nutrients. An obese body is actually a starving body in a different way than an anorexic body is, is starving. Um, fat and protein provide satiety, and energy. And when we have satiety and energy, we can think clearer, you know, our cognitive function improves, um, and then we can make better decisions. We can use our energy to improve our existence. Um, it should not be controversial to say that it's important to eat nutrient-dense foods. You know, to I see so many, you know, people getting mad online when we talk about like what's optimal as if everybody is built different for different food and again it's just not true we all have the same basic systems and they all thrive on the you know some optimal foods the number one thing being animal protein and uh, i i don't i'm not going to like get into the the debate about that but animal protein is good for you it's good for your brain it's good for your entire all of your bodily systems it's good for satiety and you know prioritizing animal protein is going to help you maintain food sobriety here's another thing i'm going to say that you know food addicts that are in the thick of it you know don't like to hear this but you should be starting off your day with fat and protein not a not something that comes in a box that says keto or keto-friendly, not some plant-based breakfast bowl that's basically a dessert. You know, I see people do, like, sugar-free chocolate drizzle on keto granola with some sliced strawberries and some peanut butter and chia seeds. Come on now. That is a dessert. That's not a good way to start the day. Um, it's just not. A fruit smoothie? No. Peanut butter and and fruit? No. Try some meat and eggs. Meat and eggs. That's a great way to start your day. Um, Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that if you don't get the nutrition part of your recovery right, you're just going to make recovery harder for yourself. You're you're going to make relapse inevitable if you don't figure out what's optimal for your body. And I'm sorry, but very little meat and lots of plant carbs are not optimal. When you know when I hear when people tell me, "Oh, I really you know I'm really into veggie. I love to eat lots of veggies. I'm not really a meat person." That's a problem. That's a problem because your body thrives on meat. All right. So those people that are um constantly falling off the wagon or slipping up, right? Like those are terms that people use. Oh, I fell off the wagon. Um, I slipped up over the weekend. I derailed. I I was self-sabotaging, you know, people that say those things, those are the people who probably don't have their nutrition right. They're probably still trying to eat things, foods that give them, that will give them a high, but give them the false, you know, a, the false sense of security that, that it's healthy somehow. Like people convince themselves that, you know, a a bowl of chia seeds and sugar-free chocolate and peanut butter and and sliced strawberries is healthy for them. That's not a good way to start the day. It's just, it's just not. So you, you know, you cannot experience a peaceful food sobriety when you're still looking to get a high from food, even if it is real food. You know, it, it's great. If you eat only real food, you've made that switch to real food. That is awesome. Um, but if you're still eating, you know, mostly carbs in the form of real food, that's probably not doing you, you know, many favors. So again, you can't experience a peaceful food sobriety that feels sustainable and calm when you're still looking to get a high from food. One last thing, our ed voice, that voice of sabotage, loves to be offended and defensive. So have a teachable spirit. Be open to learning new ways instead of trying to take the same path you've taken in the past and and just crossing your fingers, hoping for different results. If you get pissed off at the suggestion of having to give up certain foods, even if they are real food, you have some work to do and some internal examination to do. Do not let Ed, do not let that voice of sabotage rob you of a life of food sobriety. I hope today's episode resonated with you and gives you something to think about. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at ketomary71, as well as my website, ketocoachmary.com.